please join in our entrance hymn, Our God Reigns. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to our vigil celebration of Mass, and of course we enter into another week of the Church's Lenten season. As we begin this Mass then, we do so with a spirit of entering deeper into the mystery of the love of God. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary of our Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin. Look graciously on this confession of our own lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our own conscience may be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. 
A reading from the book of Exodus. Tormented by thirst, the people complained against Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt, they said? Was it so that I should die of thirst, my children too, and my cattle? Moses appealed to the Lord. How am I to deal with this people, he said. A little more and they will stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Take with you some of the elders of Israel and move on to the forefront of the people. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the river and go. I shall be standing before you there on the rock at Horeb. You must strike the rock and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This is what Moses did in the sight of the elders of Israel. The place was named Massa and Meribah because of the grumbling of the sons of Israel and because they put the Lord to the test by saying, is the Lord with us or not? The word of the Lord. the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, our, by faith we are judged righteous and at peace with God, since it is by faith and through Jesus that we have entered this state of grace in which we can boast about looking forward to God's glory. This hope is not deceptive because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit 
which has been given us. We were still helpless when at, this, at his appointed moment, Christ died for sinful men. It is not easy to die even for a good man, though of course, for someone really worthy, a man might be prepared to die. But what proves what, that God loves us is that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. The word of the Lord. According to John. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sychar, near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and Jesus, tired by the journey, sat down straight by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, What? You are a Jew, and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew what God is offering, and who it is that is saying this to you, give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask, and he would have given you living water. You've no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How could you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, Whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water I shall give will turn into a spring inside them, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water, so that I may never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. I see you're a prophet, sir. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, while you say that Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. Jesus said, believe me, woman, this hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. But the hour will come, in fact it's here already, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That is the kind of worshipper the Father wants. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, 
I know that the Messiah, that is the Christ, is coming. And when he comes, he will tell us everything. I, who am speaking to you, said Jesus, I am he. Many Samaritans of that town believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days, and when he spoke to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, Now we no longer believe because of what you told us. We have heard him ourselves, and we know that he really is the Saviour of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. I know that you will be very concerned about the virus virus that is spreading across different countries at the present time. The response that we are seeing, of course, is unprecedented. Flights halted, borders closed, events cancelled, and maybe even over the next few days in our own country, uh, schools and places uh, closed down. Leaders and countries are taking things seriously and strident measures are being put in place to halt the advance of the virus to contain it or to delay its progress. I know that you yourself will be concerned about this if you have an underlying condition, know of someone that has such a thing or are elderly yourself or have an elderly relative. I know also that you'll be concerned if you are working and you'll be concerned about people being laid off, about your own work too, about paying bills and about maybe getting essential things for your own home and the family. I want to reassure you you this evening that both myself and the parish community are here to help you and assist you. If you need help, especially if you are on your own, please call or contact me. If you have difficulty getting to a doctor or getting help, please again call me. And if you need someone to talk to, please contact me. If you run out of food, run out of money, please contact me. This goes for people who are here today and in this parish, but also for the local community and beyond for anyone that is in need. Please be mindful too yourself of people who are around about you, people in your own street and in your own families. Keep an eye out for people, a phone call, a card through the door, a word to see that they might be all right. We need each other more than ever in these times. It's interesting, isn't it, the the woman in the gospel today seems to be also treated by as somebody who is infected, someone to stay away from, someone to avoid. And we get that sense of distance as the story is told to us between ourselves and Jesus. There's a sense of wariness as they both approach the well together, maybe with no one else around about them. According to the custom, as you might know, Jesus himself should not speak to this woman for different reasons. She is a foreigner, 
a Samaritan, and he should keep his distance from, from, from himself to her. She's a woman, alone with him at the well, and he should watch out for his reputation. He's a teacher in Israel. He may be compromised if he is alone at the well with this woman. And the woman herself has a reputation. She's been married countless times, and she's to be kept at arm's length. There should then be, by convention, by custom and religious practice, be a distance between these two people, not just a few feet, as expected from us in present times, but a mile's distance from them. From our vantage point, a lot of things in the story seem small and unimportant. We also perhaps recoil from the things that are said in it. They have the smack of misogyny in some of the things, age-old things that very often enslave a woman from the story. The woman is kept in her place. She's not free to talk to anyone that she pleases. She's banded an adulterer as if it's her own fault and only her fault. There's no mention of the men as if they are blameless. And she's reduced to household chores, like here, going to the well to fetch and carry the water. If this is the end of the story, then it would be unsatisfactory to all of us. But Jesus himself, as we hear in the story, does unexpected things. He comes near the woman and doesn't keep his distance. He breaks convention and talks to the woman. Also, it seems to matter little to him that she is a foreigner. She raises the matter. He doesn't. He takes water from the woman with all that entails. She has touched the water, touched the bucket. He might become ritually impure, but it seems to matter little to Jesus. He talks about serious matters with the woman and considers her his equal. And we can imagine that he looks at her with a straight eye. Their conversation is about serious things. She seems forceful, articulate, and able to argue her point of view. There is in this passage something that's really important to pick up on, of walls crashing and falling down. It would have been expected, it would not have been expected that a first century rabbi would have acted in this way. He risks his reputation, his popularity, and he risks everything in this moment. It's difficult for me today to, under, uh, to speak to you today to underestimate what is happening. In this tight society in which rules and appearances matter and are everything, Jesus himself simply shatters everything. He's unconcerned by the lines that people draw between one another. He's unconcerned about the rules, what women are to do in this time. He freely talks to the woman, is concerned for her spiritual and physical welfare. She is not to be an outcast. He is unconcerned about how people regard him. He doesn't mind that people see him at the well talking with this woman. There is, if you like, then, something that's very liberating about this passage. Those lines that we very often draw between one another really don't matter. These conventions and customs 
disappear in the light of something that is much more important. I suppose what's being discussed between these two people is the spiritual welfare of the woman. In this encounter, the woman herself has something to offer Jesus, the bucket of water, but she has something much more to give. In the encounter, the woman herself has be, uh, was an outcast, but is no longer an outcast. She is brought in. And there is something of healing that's going on here too in the conversation. She's no longer a foreigner, no longer a woman with a bad name, no longer just a woman who draws water from the well. She is something else, something much more important. The gospel, if you like, frees us from our prejudices. It very often does just exactly what we hear today. It knocks walls down between, that we've erected between each other. Instead of setting us apart, it brings us together. It's a liberating voice in our heads and in our hearts. These immediate times in which we live in, far from setting us apart, should bring us together. I ask you especially to be attentive in these times of your own spiritual and physical welfare, but also to be mindful of others' spiritual and physical welfare too. Make sure that the people in your own street and family are all right. Keep an eye out for others. Out of sight doesn't mean out of mind. Look after each other. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate with the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again in the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. God is a God of mercy and compassion, and we rely on the power of his grace and love. That the spread of the virus may be halted, and that people in this country and others may avoid being infected. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For all those who have been infected by the virus, and especially those whose life is in danger, that they may all make a full and speedy recovery. Lord, hear us. For those in government, that they may make wise decisions for the welfare of all our people. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all those worried about the future, that they may draw strength from their spiritual life to face the difficulties of the present time. Lord, hear us. For the success of SCIAF's Lentern campaign, that it may bring good news to all who will benefit from it. Lord, hear us. For the children of the parish who will receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation, that through this sacrament they may have confidence in God's loving mercy. Lord, hear us. For all those who have died and all those that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously. Almighty God, help us to rely on your grace. Give us the strength needed in these times. Guide us in the way of our life and show us how to be watchful and attentive to others. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in our offer to him, gifts of bread and wine. brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Be pleased, O Lord, with these offerings, and grant that we who beseech pardon for our sins may take care to forgive our neighbour, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For when he asked the Samaritan woman for water to drink, he had created the gift of faith within her. And so ardently did he thirst for her faith that he kindled in her the fire of a divine love. And so we too give you thanks, and with the angels praise your mighty deeds as we acclaim. <coughs> Therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, 
Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. The kingdom and the power and the glory are yours. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Please join in our hymn, How Great Thou Art. Let us pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come to its true completion. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please be seated just for a moment. Just before you leave Mass today and before the final blessing, just to indicate to you some words that the Bishop has sent to us. Uh, if you are sick, if you have some kind of underlying problem, then uh, you are dispensed uh, from coming to Mass uh, on a Sunday. I know that many of you find it, would, would consider it a, a serious religious duty, but if you are sick and if you have anything that's kind of an underlying problem, uh, please uh, feel free not to come to Mass uh, at the weekend because 
uh, it's obviously important uh, for yourself maybe that you don't contract anything uh, more serious with regard to the virus. Uh, so we don't know how things the ball will roll, but the bishop asked me also to remind you that whatever happens, uh, the church itself will always be open, uh, and you can come for a private prayer, whatever it might be, uh, and the sacraments will always be here as well. Uh, there'll be obviously confession if you request it, uh, communion if you would like it in your own home, uh, and the sacrament of the sick will be available to you as well. So please uh, be conscious that all these things are are there for you and also uh, to remember uh, just as I said in the, the homily if you are in any difficulty if you are on your own or whatever it might be and, and you need any help whatsoever please don't hesitate to call myself here in the parish and we'll do everything to assist you uh, you're not alone uh, we are a community and we have to look after one another uh, not just this community but the whole community itself and I do ask you to kind of keep a watchful eye out for people uh, who are on their own elderly people or sick people that you might know uh, or even just uh, people who have contracted something and are, are indoors for an amount of time uh, be sure that you somehow extend uh, friendship and help to them as well um, that all sounds a bit concerning uh, uh, today uh, it's just uh, uh, just keep uh, praying for uh, the strength for ourselves and for others uh, to get through the difficult times as I mentioned to you at the beginning, uh, if you think you're getting away from the collection, uh, <laughs> uh, I've got a kind of a, I've got my soldiers at the doors uh, to wrestle that money from you. Uh, it reminds me of the story uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, I remember a, a priest in uh, one of the parishes who didn't turn up for for mass uh, one night, and and uh, a person quite like John uh, was the kind of the, the stalwart that was always there. Time went on, time went on, time went on. And of course, he, he then just got up to the, the pulpit and, and he said, well, we're just going to sing a hymn and we'll have the collection as well and then you can go. <laughs> so it's a bit like that tonight. Uh, sorry if I keep me a wee bit uh, extra time uh, tonight, but uh, just finally, on a good note, uh, I want to say that a, a special week's beginning for Mrs McDade here at the, the front uh, because uh, next weekend she will be 100 And isn't that amazing? And she's a great uh, person, uh, much loved here in the parish. Uh, we wish you, uh, when that day comes, every blessing. Uh, you know that you carry the good wishes of so many of the parishioners with you, and uh, in a special way you kind of symbolise the spirit of the parish itself uh, uh, and the generations that you've come from as well. So. Uh, we're delighted to look forward to that date and uh, God bless you when it comes round please stand the Lord be with you and may almighty God bless you the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit go forth, the Mass is ended please join in our final hymn Walk With Me, O My Lord Amen.